0: Welcome back to Desert Island Dictator. My guest this week is the fantastic Luke Polton. Uh, you can find him on social media, uh, pretty much all social media: YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and also the newfangled TikTok, which he's absolutely smashing. He's got something something along the lines of 50,000 followers, which is absolutely wild, and nearly a, uh, three quarters of a million, over three quarters of a million likes for his little videos. Um, So follow him on vegan luke uh there are there's actually i will say very little vegan content but there is a lot of very funny content which i think is absolutely great he's a really inventive performer um and i I just think it's an exciting voice in comedy and one of its good guys so i highly encourage you to follow him and uh, be one of his new army of fans i guess um and this was a great chat uh, for want of a better word, for, for, I guess, the second season of these interviews. Um, great chat. Great guy. Also, follow me. I have TikTok now, too. Uh, I'm not really, not really used to using it. Uh, but you can find me on at JacobHasHisHatOn. Uh, search JacobHatOn. I'll probably put up some podcast stuff, put up a few funny videos, um, and, you know, have some fun. Uh like and share the podcast if you like it. If if not, don't. I don't I'm not interested in your feedback. Um, I only want praise. Uh, so, enough further ado. Luke Paulson. <laughs> to desert island dictator my guest this week is the wonderful luke poulton how are you
1: i'm very good <laughs> How are yeah.
0: you? <laughs> yeah good good i did a very radio announcer voice uh, so that's, our guest this week is the fantastic luke poulton dictator what what's your um what is your island called
1: Oh, I didn't. You didn't tell me about the what we're we going to call
0: it. Yeah, well, um, you know, we can make one up as we go along. Uh, I call
1: it Noodle Island. I don't know why. Noodle it's Island. One no- of the one of the brawls later on, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> call back. Call back to Noodle, a vegan Luke of Noodle Island. Uh, sorry, Luke Poulton of. The reason I mentioned I, I got that I got that because uh, if you want to follow Luke on social media, which I suggest you do, because. Um, a lot of my guests, I put their socials up for promotional purposes, but uh, Luke actually does put content up that you might enjoy on his social media. Um, it's, so it's uh, you ha- he has a uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, I think. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, got them all. All, all of us. Got got them all. Uh, all under the uh, all under the at vegan luke's. He's very easy to find. Um, and as I discussed with him just prior to turning the mics on. Uh, if you are the sort of person that cares about this, actually, really next to no vegan-based content. <laughs> no. <Hobby laughs> it's hardly
1: <hobby> anything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> as far as I can see, it's the content is like jokes about autism, bad movies, and some really. Fucking weird stuff, and that, yeah. it, well, and by that, exactly I, like, that. I, I mean that with all the love in the world because I love it all. <laughs> like, that's a, thank you. It's very, it's very deeply strange characters, which I love. Uh, <laughs> um, which you know, uh, it's it's been going all right, actually, hasn't it? It's
1: done. Yeah, it's been it's been going very well. Drawing a, all from January this year, it's been going. Yeah.
0: well got an army of teenage fans who. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know what my demographic is still because some people that follow me that are like um, mums and dads that say about their autistic children and that um, so they enjoy my content. But then I have do have some people that are like in
0: their twenties and thirties also come right, as yeah. well. Fair enough. <laughs> But because do you, do you, have you, so I, I say this out of, ignorance. I really should have researched this way more, but also like, I do know you. So I was like, nah, don't you? Yeah, I'll just yeah. ask. Um, Some of a lot of your TikTok videos are about autism, about autism specifically, but is it mostly that, or is it just like, that's just something you do a bit about? And then you also just do all your, your, your fun characters as well.
1: Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just a bit. And then sort of just try and figure out sort of what material I can have with that. And then also just trying to create some, Silly characters out of the autism yeah. material.
0: Sweet. Um, Luke is also the. I think. Are you the reigning Essex comedian of the year?
1: Well, Essex comedian of the year 2019, but they didn't. It didn't happen but in 2020. So people are always like you're still. Yeah, you're yeah, still. You're the still Essex
0: comedian of the year uh, for 2020. Take that. Um, as uh, you know, you got take. You got take everything you can in this game. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And um, I think, I don't like, I think when you, so are you planning, I, I, I haven't even, I just kind of made this as an assumption, but are you planning to return to live comedy when, when, when we can?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to. I've got, or oh, weirdly I've got ones booked in September September and October. I have stuff booked at a bar that's opening back up. Um, but I've just been doing online ones, but online ones are still still a little bit weird. Like mm. there's some that I really enjoy um I even did one the other day that was only it was, was it was just the comedians watching everything got sent out to Facebook so it's sort of a bit weird when it's just mm. comments happening on Facebook but all the comedians that were on were very supportive so it's nice when they're laughing but there have been ones where I've been on that it just gets streamed out to YouTube yeah all the comedians are on mute and it's just you talking you're like I don't know how I'm doing right now. I don't know if I'm doing badly (laughs) or if this is going well.
0: Well, um, I'd say to my listeners uh, if you get an opportunity, I would, if you, when live stuff comes back, if you see Luke's name on a bill, you should absolutely see him. He's a, I think, I think Luke's one of the more, i would say one of the most creative creative acts and again Thanks that's not like that. you know when you want you know when you're, like, you're like oh it's the funniest fun, well it is creative it i don't mean it like that i mean it's like you genuinely don't know you. you don't know what's going to happen next like it's a real like <laughs> i think it's because you have a you've got a real kind of collection of obsessions that you kind of mine for it which yeah but, yeah, but yeah. There's, a,
1: there's a lot that i try and just talk about yeah like different people stuff.
0: People, people say that they like bad movies, and what they mean by that is they've like seen The Room or something like that, right? <laughs> but like they don't like bad movies like you like bad movies. Yeah, <laughs> I, watch
1: them, I watch them too much. That's the one thing that's happened with lockdown that I've just been like, I don't care about time anymore. There's not a time that I need to go to sleep. I can stay up and watch as many of these bad movies as <laughs> I want.
0: If anyway, if it's like less hours and minutes and more like Shark Dog 7 to <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> too, many, too many shark films, shark <laughs> and dog films. There's like a, a an odd thing in like. There's something about so we, we haven't even gone to your island yet, and maybe the <laughs> maybe we can Maybe we can finesse it in because, like, maybe your island is surrounded by sharks. I don't know, but like, there's something about sharks, right? that have a. There's such a like a, the way the the, the level of, and obviously Jaws is kind of the Jaws is the is a film that's so it, it gets to people and I kind of, there's something deep about the fear of it. And there's something really kind of primal about what it, what it brings. And then all the kind of bad movies that were created as spin-offs from the success of that. And then the spin-offs of them and then, and then of them and then of them. Um, but there is something about sharks that is properly weird and terrifying. I found out like, do you know that sh- sharks existed on the planet before trees did?
1: That's one. That's one thing I didn't know. That's that is, uh, that's a a very interesting fact.
0: Yeah, there were there were there were sharks prior. Like there were sharks prior uh, in the ocean before there were trees on land. Which and I just feel that there is. I don't really know if there is a- any such thing. Actual such thing as that kind of mythical kind of like in- epigenetics, where you kind of inherit fear. But I just think that. There is something like deep in our primal sludge of our brain that, like from before we're even people, but when we're just kind of just mammals, just in the water, being like, you know, this is horrible. Fuck this. We're out. (laughs) Like, even the trees were like plants, looking in, being like, that is that is too much. Like, we're getting we're getting as high as we can. We're getting away from that. That is. (laughs) There's just something. um,
1: Isn't it? There's the in that sort of time there was the um, the megalodon, which is like a. The biggest yeah, shark ever but, to
0: exist, and also a honestly very boring. Like that—that's the kind of that's actually I you I don't know what you think about this, but my view of the film Megalodon is that it was a very it was an weird because they like attempted to make a big budget bad movie, and then just made quite a boring film. Yeah, <laughs> and that was I my,
1: the one with, what the one with Jason Statham.
0: Yeah. They they yeah, like they like made it to be like intentionally funny bad, but like it was actually because of that it was actually just quite boring. <laughs>
1: so, I remember getting excited for it, yeah, and seeing it in the cinema and just sort of being like, when's something actually going to happen? Yeah, and all they did was that sort of scene at the beach where people were loads of people were in rubber rings, and then the shark appears, and then it sort of just gets back to being boring because you think a film with Jason Statham about a massive shark. Would be fun, yeah. And you're like, no, this is incredibly boring.
0: It's such a shame because yeah, that like they have Deep Blue Sea exists, which is the template for all rubbish shark movies where they have like, <laughs> like, like, i like, 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 are we gonna get in the water, and then the shark like smashes through the floor and grabs him. It's such a like iconic bit of like really just that is awful yeah, that
1: scene is brilliant.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um. The thing is, Luke. Obviously, I've I've talked to you up about your social media. I've talked to you up about your Essex comedy win. But the problem is, you've been doing none of these things, and that is because three years ago, you were stranded on a desert island, uh, the islands of Noodle, <laughs> Noodle of Noodle Island. Yeah. Now, fast forward three years, you run the islands with an iron fist. Thank you for allowing me uh, to come visit and interview a little bit about it. <laughs>
1: That's a per perfect introduction
0: to my what, what, what a way in, uh, <laughs> Luke. Do you have a do you, do you have a title as Dick? Are you a king? Would you say? Are you a emperor, duke? Uh, just no, I'll, I'll say emperor. Emperor. emperor yeah. yeah. Fuck was, it was... then. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> I think it's really funny about the personality of my interviews because of the people I interview because I never um I never ask them that in advance, so they just have to come up. We're off the spot and a lot of them are just like oh no just call just call just call me like taran or whatever and you're just like no <laughs> em- i am emperor luke <laughs> emperor luke of noodle island uh, emperor luke um thank you for coming on now and obviously i understand quite a lot's changed in the island since you've started taking 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 over and i've just i was hoping you'd tell me just a little bit about the place and maybe a, a rule or something, something you've something you've done to make this island
1: um, well, the the first rule is that you have to be uh, a Wallace and Gromit fan, and um... <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um, if you're not, you get fired to the moon um, to live with the robot from A Grand Day Out.
0: Oh, that's great though, because that's that's actually a very wholesome rule in my view, because that means that there are uh, the island is just a collection of people who understand that the best action scene ever made is the scene. Where Feathers McGraw is being chased by a grommet in the wrong trousers, and the people that don't aren't into it can make friends with the robot, and he'll have friends, and that's just really like a really wholesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he's just left. He's just left there at the end of a grand day out. Of that robot.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does get into skiing, which yeah, I think that's, is the, a,
1: that's the one thing.
0: A very, <laughs> 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 a very. <laughs> I always, I genuinely used to like, you know, when you kind of, I, d- I don't, this is a re- I, this is really, really weird, behavior, and I don't know what this makes you think about like politics or whatever, but like, I genuinely think what my, some a lot of my political views are based on like really odd things. Like, I used to, when I was a kid, I'd watch movies and like, uh, so um, in Star Wars, I used to get really upset about the amount of casualties in the like rebel, amongst the rebel troops. And I'd be like, and I were like, all we were playing Star Wars in the in the uh, playground. And one kid was like, oh, yeah, like I'm Luke Skywalker. And one was like, oh, I'll be like Han Solo. And I was like, I'll just be a rebel trooper. And they're like, well, you can't be that. And I was like, why not? And they were like, because you wouldn't get talked to. And I was like, well, why not? And they were just like, that's just the way it is. And I was just like, no. <laughs> And by that same token, I used to get—I got re- used to get really, really in the head of the robot on the moon. I was just like, "Who made him? Like, how long has he been waiting for this friend?" <laughs> they
1: they he just, does leave just him. look like he looks like a, a mix between an oven and something like a fridge, almost.
0: Yeah, is he? Is, like am I right in thinking he's coin operated? No, he isn't. They like just whack him, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, he comes off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he also has a truncheon, which is just a. Very, very odd weapon. Like a civilization capable of going to the moon and leaving a robot guard there, but only equipping it with a truncheon. I think it's quite a like. It's definitely a British trait. I think. Like, well, no. Like, a, like these days you'd give we on the police with whatever. But like, you know, from the time that the yeah. film was made, it's a very like. British attitude. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll colonise this place and just leave it with some like ignoramus who likes skiing with a truncheon. That's the.
1: <laughs> I do want to know who was there beforehand. Yeah, who was there?
0: Just yeah,
1: waiting around with the robot.
0: But we don't have to know. And I'm really, I'd say this to all Marvel fans and fans of like Star Wars and that. Right, just because something's in a film, right, you don't have to know the origin of it. Just. <laughs> This is my thought, you can just have a film and like invent it in your head. That's the thing, yeah, because I've <laughs>
1: I've I've started watching back through the um the Marvel Universe again, like all the MCU films. Yes. And I still get annoyed at myself that I'm like something little appears in a scene and it's just the back of someone's head. I'm like, oh, that has to be a character, doesn't it? <laughs> like I think too much about it because everyone online is always like, Oh, did you see this in this film? Cause mm. then when I was watching one of the films, they were like, Oh yeah, Thor appears in the background. Because there's a prison scene in... I think it's the first Iron Man. Everyone's like, oh, it's Thor in the prison cell. And I paused it. It's not. It's just some random guy with a towel around his shoulders. (laughs) Everyone's like... I was like, why have people said that's an easter egg of Thor when it's not in any way? Why do people... Put these things and like put these Easter eggs out yeah. there when they're not really Easter eggs.
0: But that, obviously, like filmmakers do play up to it, and I think there is a there is a genuine comment to make about the fact. I think that especially in things like Marvel and especially like they they know the kind of, they know the sort of layers of fandom they have, and they know the people that like it want that. They know that they they want to have stuff to discuss on like the internet, and you know they want people to kind of just talk. And like I kind of. It's weird because I, I guess because I'm not really... I Maybe I'm just approaching this because I'm not really in that world, so I don't really... I just don't care that much, right? But I also... I may, and the, the other thing, right, is I sort of blame it for... So, like, probably unfairly for being like, oh, yeah, well, it's taking up space that, like, films I like would otherwise be in. But you know what? Like if I'm really honest with myself, how many times have I really been to the cinema in the last three years? I think that's the, you know, you can't, you can't blame yourself. And I used to live with someone who ran a cinema. So like, it's, I've been more than most. And even by that standard, it's like, I've and even by that standard, like I've seen like all the Star Wars films in the cinema. I saw the Jurassic World franchise in the cinema and like everything else is like, yeah, I might see it, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: there's there's a lot now. There's too much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, I can't complain. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just like I I guess I, I guess one of the things. So I think a real a really obvious example of the thing I'm talking about is something like Solo, where like they they found like an origin for Han's n- name, and I was like, you don't you just call him that. Just he can just be called Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't you don't need to have a story for this. <laughs> like he could just have a sick name, <laughs> and that's the. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was
1: that is one of the odd things about that whole oh, Star Wars universe. They do those type of things to so many like spin-off series as well.
0: Yeah. Having said that, I will I can and will watch the origin story of the the civilization that created the moon robot. And I think that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> it needs to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Paging Ardman. Ardman I animations are just unreal. Like I they Chicken Run is like by quite some distance like I think Chicken Run is like a masterpiece comedy to me, um, and then all th- or the three kind of the first three Wallace and Grommets, which is
1: is it be yeah, the wrong yes, yeah, Grande out wrong trousers wrong a um, and quite shave.
0: Uh, I don't think the werewolf one is quite as good, but it's still oh, really I funny. Th- I love
1: Curse the White Rabbit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's a fear of um,
0: of life and death as well. Yes, which I've only seen once for some reason, but um, it's
1: it's a fun one. It's an it's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, uh, but the the like the wrong trousers is just aren't just unbelievable levels of funny from start to finish. Every now and again, I just kind of remember it exists. It's only an hour long, right? Like, stick it on Netflix and just just have a great time. <laughs> oh, it, it, is, it is fantastic. But yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, I agree. I think if anything, you're way too. You're way too easy on non-Wallace and Gromit fans. I think now that I've <laughs> thought about it, I have a lot of Wallace and Gromit merch uh, that I've picked up. Over my life. <laughs> um, which I, I really. I'm just talking about me now. So we'll we'll move on. We'll move back to your islands.
1: <laughs> I did. Buy, I bought a Wallace and Gromit curse about air freshener the other day. Oh, it's sick. just a rabbit, but it's
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. It's it's amazing
0: of course like of course the big one is i used to have the wallace and Gromit alarm clock that's like based on the little uh the one that they have in wrong trousers oh yeah yeah, yeah which is pretty great <laughs> uh had a lot of, like i do you remember when like in the like 90s and noughties right where there was just a thing where people would just give you like bubble baths and that but like the bottle would be the shape of some like thing yeah there
1: was i don't know why there was so many they used to be so i think the one that i had was it was grommet and you had to yeah. screwed the top you screwed grommets head off
0: yeah and like it's the sort of thing now where now that we're a bit more environmentally conscious you look at it and you are like this is fucking horrible because it's so like <laughs> there's like it's really inefficient way of storing any of the liquid anyway like you could get you couldn't get all of it out and like <laughs> you just—it's just—they just put it like your parents would just put it in like Christmas stocking, and you'd be like, "Oh, cheers, yeah." And they'd be like, "Oh, you love this," and you're like, "Like, yeah, I guess." I mean, I want a Game Boy actually, Mum. So,
1: but oh, did you did you not get the um thinking you were getting a Game Boy, but it was the bath toy instead, oh. where you had to fill it up with water and then press the um buttons for the things to move.
0: That's brutal, man.
1: That's, that's the horror. one I got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a horror that's a horrible time <laughs> uh i'm still i'm a big uh i'm still a i don't I, I love game boys i'm a i'm a big nintendo fan even now i just think like all the kind of classic nintendo games if nintendo just you know you know how like people go oh what's even on the switch it's just yeah. like mario i'm like yep Yep, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> no, I have to,
1: yeah, you don't can, need. There's so many Mario games. You don't can, need. I can also else. play
0: The Witcher Three whilst having a shit. So <laughs> I just it's the double. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've I feel like what I've done right, but normally I'm the one who. Normally, I'm trying to like tell. I'm trying to go. Okay, let's move on to the guests. I've derailed my own podcast here, (laughs) but um, absolutely,
1: absolutely (laughs) fine.
0: Anyway, so uh, yeah, fans of Wallace and Gromit can stay. Others colonists on the moon. Yeah, and also you will have the largest space program of any nation on Earth. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rule number two.
1: Here's why it's called. Uh, Yeah, what what would you call it? Island of Noodle or Noodle Island? Um, It's the um, noodle sandwiches for lunch every day. Noodle sandwiches. You never had a noodle sandwich?
0: No, but I'm intrigued because it seems, because it's giving me the same vibes as Chip Butty, but not (laughs) quite like, because it's bread, right? So I guess it's bread what kind of new what noodles are we talking so
1: it's just the packet noodles right that you yeah. get like the um like 40p packs from the from the supermarket you just put them in a bowl put the boiling water in you know and they, you get the oil and the stuff with it as well yeah else right, um, so you get and the then, salt
0: and the and, you, it.
1: Can, <laughs> and you can do um just have the bowl there with the um put some get some bread either you can put butter on that butter on it or um i do peanut butter and then you don't have to put it in two slices. What you can do is you just put the noodles on one slice of bread and then fold it and eat it that way. Or you can put it between the two slices of bread. <laughs> it's one of my favourite things to eat. So that's why I put noodle sandwiches for lunch. I was like, need it on the island.
0: Um, honestly, it's weird because I feel like this is an odd sandwich combo because you know how like we get rinsed by Americans for like enjoying beans on toast? Which is, yeah, I I will defend to death. Uh, to the I don't like. I they have good ideas. They've got their own good ideas. They've got their own junk foods. I don't give a shit. Like I don't. I don't even. I'm not a defender of British cuisine in any way. <laughs> uh, but I will. I will physically attack anybody who tells me that beans on toast is not a great sandwich. But I feel like noodles. It's it's odd. It's in the same ballpark as like. Disgusting British snacks like you know, like chip butties and stuff that we just like. But I haven't, I haven't heard it before. You got, you got to give it a go. <laughs> just what, uh, what's the best kind of super noodle to have?
1: Um, so I've got the the packet that I get is just the vegetable ones, but you get like the ones that are like chicken flavour, but you know, it's art. It's not real. Yeah, it's artificial, artificial stuff.
0: Aren't they pretty much all vegan? They are, aren't. They? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much all
1: of them, even if they're like say. Um, chicken or beef, they're always vegan anyway. Yeah. Um, even Why, pot noodles, <laughs> even pot noodles, they don't actually put um real meat in their stuff, it's soya meat every time. Yeah, by the
0: yeah. way, Luke, can I just say, like, obviously, we don't, uh, you don't do much uh vegan advocacy. What <laughs> I have, what I will say about you is that I really do admire from knowing you your commitment to being a vegan and then it's also eating the most. They're like eating as much junk food as you oh, possibly yeah. can. Oh yeah, it's not about <laughs> it's not
1: about health for me. <laughs> Give me all the junk food.
0: <laughs> I just whenever you like, every now and again you post like meals that you've had, and I'm just like, that is unreal. Like it's like, <laughs> I guess that what I get I get interested in it because I what I what interests me, um, is I think the like human. I get really interested in the kind of human invent ingenuity of it. Where they're just like, oh well, we need to kind of. uh, Some people, we need to make kind of a sort of. You can't make bacon, but you can make what they they're like. right, well, what do you want? You want the salt? You want the texture? And they kind of get in a little lab, and they like get some like sugar and some stuff, and they sort of concoct this potion, which is just like, I I don't know. I find the creativity of that very interesting. Um, Yeah,
1: there is so much good stuff. To eight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: right noodle noodle sandwich I would it seems like something I would eat yeah you you should genuinely surprised I haven't eaten it and I think it's because it my my wife's family own a campsite and it seems like camping food you know yeah you just
1: yeah just get the little packet
0: yeah you put it in the camp yeah that'd be good Take it to music festivals and stuff. Just like put the put the packet in, like whack it out, eat it. Maybe eat it for a whole month in Edinburgh. Who knows? It's going to get more expensive. Actually, I'm not going to Edinburgh like that.
1: Yeah, I don't, is it happening this year?
0: I I believe it isn't. Um, i like there's there's a sort of they they're all the organisers like are like mm, but come on. Um, yeah, because
1: Camden Camden Fringe, they said it's happening, but I haven't. I Haven't bothered applying this year because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to do a show where it's like ten people in a room because they've been like, oh, we've got a limit, how many people yeah. are in here? I just don't know. How, I don't know what to really do.
0: I am doing Camden. I've written a show. Oh yeah, I should promote it. Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll record a segment after the after the interview. So if if you listeners, if you turn off, I'll be fuming.
1: They uh, got to listen to it.
0: They got to listen need to it to know about this yeah. show. You've got a listen to list another show. It's called Futurism. And it's about uh, the future and fascism. So okay, there you go.
1: Sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, but not as interesting as noodle sandwiches. So you, you're like generic vegetables, a little bit of spice. Can of, does it salty? They're, they're sort of they're yeah, normally the, so salty Yeah, the
1: so the packet that I get is like, um, so there's the oil. It's like a little strip packet. You just put it off. So the powder that you put on is salty that you normally get with it. mm um, I forgot to say, what, so it's meant to be that we're shipwrecked on this island, isn't it? So I'm going to say that yeah, we're on a, big, <laughs> on a big cruise ship, so what happened is we're on a big cruise ship, the, the ship capsided, but there's like a hole in the side of the ship that broke open, and there's a big crater of noodles, there's just loads and loads of noodles, that's why noodle well, sandwiches are happening.
0: Yeah, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just carting off crates of noodles on this cruise <laughs> ship. <laughs> Actually, actually, you know what? That seems like the sort. Of, that's a, that's the sort of shit you would bring on a cruise ship, isn't it? Because you need to you need to feed people for like some time. So I've never been on. I've never been on a cruise. <laughs> oh,
1: I haven't either. I always look at like the um the Disney cruises and think, oh, that'd be fun. And it's just like walking around the ship, all the Disney characters dancing. Then I'm like, it's probably going to be too much as well. There's going to be a point where you just get. Like you want to get off the ship because there's too much Disney happening.
0: That so that's the thing about cruise ships that really gets to me, and it I think I think about cruise ships much the same as I think about the about the psychedelic drug acid. Like it's very hard to get off it when you've once you've committed. Like it's just like I don't. It just really like it just concerns me that if I'm having a shit time on the cruise that I can't just leave, which is. Like, I think a prerequisite for I, I always want to be able to just go I, I'm going to bed uh, I don't want to go to bed in the ocean and then have to wake up and like daffy <laughs> ducks outside my door if I'm already having a bad time it's like <laughs> um, apparently the rate of STIs amongst pensioners and cruises is unreal
1: Really?
0: Yeah, because they're like it's obviously it's a very like people who are pretty elderly who demographically go on them and they are past menopause and they don't therefore think they need to use protection and it it gets a bit saucy as I understand it. (laughs) So that's disgusting. But hey, there's lots of noodles. Uh, (laughs) rule, Rule number three. (laughs)
1: <laughs> rule number three um so this is gonna be yeah the, the yeah. crow ship also has um so there's they're sort of they're meant to be delivering stuff as well from this ship when it gets to the other side and there's a whole um crater is it crater what is it called what's the thing called on the ship that shipping container yeah shipping container would, yeah, it, yeah. would it be a crater as well yeah um the shipping container is full of um hungry hungry hippos um the board games there's just a just just a shipping container full of them And the third rule is that we have to play hungry hippo tournaments um, every single day as well. So you know when you go to like those tournaments where it's um, people playing like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Yeah. Instead, it's just tables and tables lined up of um, people playing hungry hippos, and uh, it's until you know they have to keep on going down table and table, seeing who they can beat, and whoever wins gets the biggest meal that night
0: (laughs) of noodles. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> um hungry so remind me hungry hippos is the game where you have a large plastic hippo with an open mouth right yes yeah, you've so you got four yeah four in hippos his mouth and, until and there's, he-
1: there's the white balls yeah white balls in the middle and you have to be pressing a button for the for the balls to go into their mouth <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you ever uh yeah <laughs> Have you ever seen a hippo in real life? They're prop, they're mental.
1: No, I know, I know they are. Um, like I think hippos are very cute, but they're also one of the most aggressive animals in the um, in the world, which is sad.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the thing is like, they're not cute. Like up close, they are huge, and they're oh, yeah, like
1: and the, their mouths. Like they can just crush.
0: Yeah, stuff so easily. I, uh, <laughs> crush they uh, crush yeah don't put your balls in a real hippo's mouth I think is the takeaway definitely and you know, so enjoy the simulation just <laughs> you make uh, you make your own games don't you sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. so there's the thing called dreams um, so you, it's sort of like a there's people you can play people's games in there but it's also like a engine to be able to make your own games as well so that's one thing that helped with lockdown a lot just been ah. able to make my own stuff as well and have fun doing that
0: do you um, is it something that our listeners if they wanted to could find you on
1: um, if you have a Playstation 4 uh, yeah. and you have the game Dreams then yeah they can find it on. Find find me on there with the exact same username yep. the Luke, else.
0: PS4 <laughs> uh, on, sweet and you can play some of your some of your games alright I... <laughs> Imagine playing a Hungry Hippos every day. How many times have you played Hungry Hippos?
1: Um, I think I've... a lot when I was a kid, but yeah. I haven't played. Yeah, it was. It was probably you'd always go around a friend's house, and they'd have it on a shelf somewhere or hidden in a cupboard, and you'd play it for probably like 20 rounds or whatever. But then at the end, <laughs> you just get fed up of having to. Your finger would get tired, and you'd just be like, "I can't do this anymore."
0: Hungry Hippos, to me is like it's very it, it's got a, it's that category of game where like you would be like playing on the computer at your friend's house and their mum would be like, "Can you not play? On, can you like do something that isn't a computer game?" And you'd be sort of like harangued into playing it. You know, it'd be very <laughs> like, "All right, you you play that," and I'd be like, "I want to play Lemmings," but all right, I guess I, I'll control this. I can I don't know, like, it's a real, like, I don't know that I've ever, I don't know if I've any ha- ever had any moments of genuine happiness in it as much as, like...
1: You've been taken away from the thing you were enjoying. Yeah,
0: it's more, it's more just, you know, like, it has a real, like, forced family happiness vibe. You know, when it goes, when it, like, snaps on and ever and, like, the adult's like, yeah, oh my god, it snapped! And you're like, yeah, it, it did. Um, this is, we have... We have objectively better entertainment now. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna die pale and like immobile because we've been sat in front of them. But it's just, it's just the way it is.
1: <laughs> I think it was, um, for me, it was Hungry Hippos and Buckaroo. Those, are the uh, two yeah, names yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends always had and always get Buckaroo, but you'd always get upset because you'd be the person that would put on one thing, and they would just buck straight away, and you'd be like, oh. I don't want to play anymore. That's going to happen every single time.
0: I um I ov- like obviously have monopoly, but like I don't I don't know what this says about me, but like I know the rules to monopoly and most people don't. And what I'll say about this is most people think they know the rules to it. Uh they don't. Uh like and it really causes like some concern if I'm ever at a sort of the few times I'm ever at like a family occasion, like a Christmas thing and this comes up, like I get quite vexed about it because i'm like when i was six or whatever i read the rules and so i know what's in them and like most people don't most people never read the rules they just like have it sort of taught to them by and it like handed down by chinese whispers and they sort of don't know they don't realize and i'm like i'm like no actually it's an uh mr mr bank lawyer this is how you mortgage a a property (laughs) and they're like oh okay well this is this is not you're not fun to play with i'm like
1: so i'm guessing your family don't like playing monopoly with you
0: uh well so my granddad is actually worse was actually worse than me he was um an architect himself and was very interested in how flats and hotels were built and designed his own more realistic rules based on and you had to like that only he understood And like He would like Demand to play them And he had like You had to like Get I don't fucking Like we were kids I don't Honestly I'm just like I don't You had to like Get planning permission For <laughs> your buildings And like It could be denied But I feel like He would just make it up As he went alone Like, it denied. like A
1: month A month long Game of <laughs> Monopoly Yeah You have to keep on getting That planning permission <laughs>
0: I just I don't I don't know what this is. Bucking buckaroo is way more. You know you you you're on the horse. It's flung you off. You know that's the (laughs) a lot more fun. Do you um do you play do you play a lot of board games?
1: Um I start yeah I started playing some during lockdown, but then I got the board games that are ones that you're like when I was a kid. This isn't how it was. It's like you don't you know the ones you, you have to read the instructions yeah for about 45 minutes and you're putting down the pieces and then you're like oh now we play and you get to the next bit and it's like oh no we've got to read the instructions again for another 45 minutes so i played um jaws the board game so you have like where you, you play as um three of the people and then you play as and then someone else plays as the shark right so that takes so well, that that's a game that goes on for about an hour and a half um and then i played another game called um uh, at the end of the world, or house at the end of, the, I think I can't, I can't remember the name completely, But you're in like a house with zombies and monsters. But games, but well, that game can last for about three hours. So
0: <laughs>
1: that's the sort of board games I was playing um during lockdown.
0: Do you mean um house betrayal at house on, of house on the hill? No, no, it's so it's very similar to that. Ah, okay, um, but it's, but a it's kind like, of a cooperative, like
1: house, Yeah, yeah trying to think what the actual full name of it is but it's like at the end of the um, end of the world but it's like a zombie type game
0: yeah um there's a point where there's a point in your life where you sort of as an adult you sort of like get rid of you sort of st- you still enjoy fun things but you also weirdly enjoy some quite depressing things i think that's the <laughs> uh of Cold called there's a video game I really really like which is just like this miserable uh, like depressing game where you're just in a house and it's in like I guess like a I think it's supposed to be like a Balkan style conflict and you're just in a city that's been like in the winter and you have to just like survive the winter and like you do it by like And, like, you have, like, no ammunition and, like, no food. And you have to, like, go out. And, like, it presents you with, like, really horrible things. Because, like, you, you like, go to people, like, houses and to get food. And then you find, like, a boy there. And he's just, like, if you take the food, like, I will starve. And then your character can get depressed because, like, you need it. But they start. And, like, I remember one one playthrough. It's called This War of Mine. I remember like one okay, like, yeah yeah I remember like I've, one I've heard of it yeah it's <laughs> it, it, I will say it's a genuinely good game but like I do remember sitting playing one playing one round through of it and like my car, one of my characters uh killed someone in a house and got really depressed and then because it it killed a man and it didn't and like we ran out of uh and he started uh, drinking um he started drinking like potato alcohol to like deal with his depression, and then like we ran out of potato alcohol, and I couldn't get more. and so he just walked out into the snow and died. And I was like, and I logged off and had dinner. I was like, well, that was fun. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't. <laughs> I have to give that a go, but it does it doesn't <laughs> even if
0: it does sound like that. <laughs> it's actually good. It's not, you know, I wouldn't recommend it as a hungry hippos replacement for you. Right. I feel like. As shipwrecks are all the so are the, all the people who live on the island shipwrecks survivors or are they are there is there a population who already live there? Um,
1: no, there's so there's some people that were in the shipwreck and there was um, also a plane crash nearby as well, yeah. so that they've mixed mixed together.
0: Yeah, but all of them have come under your rule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know like you control the noodle supply something like you know some way some way of getting yeah you've got to have someone that stands near the um shipping crater
1: with yeah. in front of the noodles and has to if people try and steal from there
0: <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like an island that has the power to send someone to the moon, someone to the moon could probably allow people to escape, but at the same time you seems to have you seem to run a pretty tight ship <laughs> um. We actually, we're actually mostly due to my own derailings. We've got a bit of time left, uh, so let's discuss the last two. But not much. So let's discuss right. these last, the last rules.
1: Um, so we've got um, number four was build a cinema and then free cinema for everyone. Oh, that's so nice. What, yeah, great. Yeah, what you do is we just um. I'll just say that the ship that crashed has also got a projector and everything inside it. So we rip all the stuff out of the ship and yeah. try and get power from that onto the uh, onto the beach. Um, so that's just number four.
0: That's yeah, cracking, cracking, nice, crackin', crackin nice. Just good times. You know, you finish your Hungry Kepo's game. Why not? Chill then, out, um, have a move. Number
1: five was that um, everyone must wear T-shirts with Mr. Blobby on. Um, somehow the island has t shirt printing. So you know anyone can get a
0: Mr. Bobby t shirt. Don't do yourself down, mate. You've sent people to the moon. So <laughs> I, mean, I guess I guess I guess you've been sent you sent I don't know like I don't know how much you've monitored whether they've actually arrived, but you've certainly sent them. So everyone has to have a t shirt with Mr. Blobby on it.
1: Yeah. What I, I just thought Why? <laughs> He'd be the icon of the island, and, and uh you know, sometimes maybe as the as I'm the emperor, I'll wear a uh, Mr. Blobby's head and walk around the island to check that everyone's wearing the Mr. Blobby t-shirts.
0: Yeah. Do you do any of the Blobby impression? Like Was Mr. Blobby in anything that wasn't the Generation Game?
1: Um, just a few episodes. He would appear in random prank shows every now and again. Yeah and just smash through walls and his wife and kids would be around sometimes as well. Cause I,
0: I just have this kind of, when we, when I say Mr. Blobby and you, you, you say Mr. Blobby, everyone who's listening knows what that is, but they like, what, what the fuck was that? I, like, it,
1: <laughs> I, I still don't know. There's, um, it's really weird. There's people that have made like, horror versions there's like websites online that tell horror stories of Mr. Blobby Uh, someone made a whole video of the um, like the Blobby Witch Project so there was a theme park at one point that had um, Blobby land so when you would go there there would be Mr. Blobby's house there would be Mr. Blobby rides so what someone did is they went to the abandoned theme park got someone to dress up in a Mr. Blobby outfit and then you're walking around this house and there's like spray paint talking about Mr Blobby, and then all of a sudden Mr Blobby's outside the window, just chasing this person around this house. So like they've made Mr Blobby into something quite creepy.
0: This is I'm sorry, I've just I've just so I absolutely love abandoned theme parks. There's just something like men. i like I went to one in um I went to one in Vietnam. This is huge uh, theme park, and they have like. They have like watered slides and it's all just completely dead and it, it really feels like very creepy. There are also quite a lot of cows in there, uh, but you know, because <laughs> locals will just stick there. Uh, but I've just read this about Blobbyland, Crinkly Bottom. This this could only this could only happen in the nineties. I don't know what this says about Britain, but this could only happen in the nineties, right? Crinkly Bottom, also popularly referred to as Blobbyland, was the operating title for a series of British theme parks. Why did they think that they'd be able to make more than one <laughs> series of British theme parks operating in the 90s? They were creating, created by Noel Edmonds based on the fictional village of Crinkly Bottom. The parks operated based on the popularity of Mr. Blobby. Uh, three po- Fuck! They actually did They invent three parks were operated under Crinkly Bottom name in England. You, uh,
1: I've only ever known of the one, yeah. and that's... Apparently the house is still there. However, all the parks still. Failed. There.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. There's one in there was one in Somerset, one in Morecambe, uh, and one in, in in Suffolk.
1: I think the one I think it's the one in Suffolk that still has the Mister Buggy's house
0: still there. Oh my god, the confidence of this fuck open 1994, closed 1997, open they really thought this was going to be huge open 1994, closed 1994
1: (laughs) one closed in the same year, Yeah,
0: one but they've kept building them because one open 1996 even though it must have been clear that the others were fully on the way out, closed 1997
1: (laughs) why did they even
0: bother I don't know (laughs) there's one day we'll have a reckoning with the level of power of like, cause Noel Edmonds, like I tell you what, right. Noel Edmonds is a, a, a figure in Britain in sort of British kind of light entertainment history that we've never really had a true reckoning with because he hasn't, he, he's just kind of there as a presence, but he never, he's never acquired the kind of national treasure status as like a Terry Wogan. He was just kind of really there. He never well, acquired like a sort of Terry Wogan figure, or you know, like um, a, a Forsyth style figure, but he, he's very much a. Com- and I don't want to say entirely. I don't. I don't think he's malevolent like Jim, Jimmy Savile, but I don't think he's entirely good, morally good either. And that's <laughs> where I position. I think, him. I
1: think there is a lot of people that do. Yeah, do hate him. It's. It's really weird though because he so. Deal or no deal got cancelled. Yes, but then. They gave him a sitcom. That was like called Noel's house but it was just like really weird just him living in this house um there were scenes where he would just be up in a basement he'd pop, pop his head out and there'd be ca- canned laughter <laughs> so yeah they they canceled Deal 10 No Deal and then allowed him to somehow have his own show but it that got cancelled very quickly I can't remember <laughs> I think it's called Noel's house but um
0: there's uh, there's something deeply strange about him that I really I find like genuinely unsettling. But I don't. He was. So what he he was not because he was he he just did the Noel Edmund show and then he did the Saturday Road Show, didn't he? And Noel's yeah. house party and.
1: Oh, no, that's that's what it was after. Um, what do we have? Cheap, cheap, cheap. It wasn't it? Was yeah, it was him living in a house but it was a cross between a sitcom and a game show. 30 They commissioned 30 hour-long episodes.
0: Unreal. The power of that. Imagine, like, what happens? He just... I don't... I think we forget how bleak occasionally Saturday Entertainment could be, and yet it was all people had, you know? Blobbyland and Noel, you lived in lower stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure Blobbyland was pretty, pretty exciting. Um,
1: Jeremy Jeremy Beadle as well.
0: Oh my god! Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) just just pretend to drive people's cars into um into rivers.
0: (laughs) Jeremy Beadle did. um, What did he? Uh, oh, he's a early member of Camera. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm really interested in Crinkly Bottom, and I'm probably going to go ahead and research it quite heavily after the podcast. There's there's something like deep. There is something very unsettling about Mister Blobby, and I don't really. It's just that they kind of like who made it and why. Who who gave this thing life and why is. <laughs>
1: Or maybe I've made the island a bit too um, a bit too
0: creepy. Now then, I tell you what, it does have it does have it's got a very wholesome wholesome, but mildly unsettling vibe to it. I think that's what like it, it seems like uh, where people go. Oh, it's not a com- it's not a cult, we're both, we're actually a community, and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, this so uh, it was. Who, oh, so the same person that created Mister Blobby. Also, looks like he was behind um, Basil Brush as well.
0: What a creative brain! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Basil Brush is Basil Brush is a another thing that I think we will, as a nation, we've not yet atoned for, but we will one day have to answer for. I think that's. You know, we like to sweep our crimes of the past behind, but people know that it was there and you know I don't think we should be allowed to forget.
1: Bodger uh, and Badger as well.
0: Unreal. Bodger <laughs> There was like there was a real there was a much more cursed vibe to television then, I think. Like the like we a lot of the T V shows had genuinely like really fucked um stories like there's a there was like a um there was this cartoon and it was in this style where it looks like it kind of looked like uh pencil drawings have been animated. Like it's the style of the snow the same style is the snowman. Um and it was called Plague Dogs. And basically Oh yeah,
1: it's a French is that this French film, isn't it?
0: I think it is. Is it French? Okay, maybe, maybe I'm putting, maybe, maybe they're the fuck ones. Maybe I'm putting. I just recall it as a child, just watching this bleak, bleak, bleak thing about yeah, dogs, the that had, dogs. Had the plague, trying to get it, back to. Oh no!
1: Why well, do I think it was French?
0: Is it British? Yeah, it's British. Yeah, you're right. I've, yeah. Yes, I fucking! I've got, I knew it. I knew it because it's got it, John Hurt in it. But it, oh my <laughs> god, it's, it looks like.
1: Oh, of course, it's from the producer of um, Watership Down.
0: Uh, yeah, another <laughs> fucks British children's film. It's from
1: book. the director. It's from the director of Watership Down. So they went <laughs> on to... do did they just like seeing animals just attack each other
0: Another these
1: weird anime film?
0: <laughs> another absolutely fucks British film that is ostensibly for kids, but it's just like <laughs> deeply unsettling. I and mean, the, the book Watership Down is obviously big, but like the film is just like... It's just d- deeply sad. And <laughs> like not... Oh.
1: They, um, they remade it recently but as a 3D animation and I haven't watched it because I'm like they can't have made this actually like no. graphic or horrible again now.
0: No, surely not. Not not now. Not not now with the kids they have now. PC kids <laughs> gone mad. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to watch a bunny. Bonnie... <laughs> I don't know. What? Do... I don't feel like I don't feel like children's things are as like I, I think the the, the the only the only thing with children's things now is that a lot of children's things are secretly for adults. Oh yeah so many of them. Um so like they're more like they're they're more like kind of wink wink nudge nudge and a little bit racy. Whereas like I think that what makes those things more fucked is they were genuinely designed for children but just like like are just horrible. <laughs>
1: well, even if, even when you look at animal farm as well, it's like nine. I think it's 1976. That film, I think. Yeah. And even that's like quite horrible at points.
0: The Animals of Farthing Wood is another. We have a real, we have a real <laughs> thing about like animals in bleak situations. Um, I don't know how we got onto this because we're gonna have to finish. <laughs> but uh... yeah,
1: we're, it's because we went from talking about how creepy Mister Blobby really. is. I don't know. I just maybe I should, maybe rule 5 shouldn't be a thing on my island maybe it just finishes with build a cinema free cinema for <laughs> yeah. everyone we had a Not real... must everyone must wear mr blobby t-shirt
0: we had i tell you what it is is we should have put blobby as four and then just have a nice be like yeah but you know there is a free cinema uh, so
1: but it only screens mr blobby <laughs> no that would be that would be a horrible cinema
0: you have to live on this island too, mate. That's the, I know. <laughs> the power of being emperor isn't worth that. <laughs>
1: one, one screen for Mr Blobby films and one screen for actual. Are there
0: Mr, other Bl- stuff. Are there Mr. Blobby films? I, I'm assuming <laughs> there are. Let's let's bro- find out. Bro- Mr Blobby film. It's, this seems like something that there would be a. It would have maybe been in development, but never happened. So let's find out. Uh, Mr Blobby the all new adventures of Mr Blobby no only, you have Mr
1: Blobby goes on holiday vhs
0: this doesn't seem like a f- this doesn't seem like a film Mr Blobby a man dressed in a pink and yellow suit don't say that falls over regular. like don't ruin the anime. the uh, falls over regularly in a series of sketches the adventures that is it because the joke was he falls over that Was it, yeah, wasn't trip, it? Just, the, just trips, the, trips over, all the yeah. Time. Yeah, the trips, yeah. The adventures are extended versions from those seen on Noel's house party and sees the spotty one <laughs> dressed as a superhero, a bellboy.
1: Why a is it se- called the, the spot? Why does that just sound like they're insulting oh. him? The yeah.
0: spotty one, fall over, you spotty little prick. <laughs> now, dressed as a bull-, bull boy, are you, mate? A bull boy, a superhero, a secret, ag- a secret agent.
1: I don't think Mr. Blobby's really going to get away with being a secret agent.
0: Like, I what are they going to wear? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've uh, just wore my uh, green spots to go over my yellow spots, and you'll never. <laughs> um, I-, I don't know. Like, even the sketches sound awful. Like, Blobby the bellboy, Mr. Blobby sees the optician. Mr. Blobby is James Blob, which I assume is a ref- uh, referring to his life as an agent.
1: Well they've got yeah, they've got a for the next James Bond, they've got to have Mr. Blobby, haven't they?
0: Yeah, no, they actually but then the next uh the next Mr. Blobby is being played by Idris Elba, so um <laughs> <laughs> Um I think we're probably gonna have to wrap it up. Mate. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to I'm trying to circle it into a way that we can end by time too. Well, that's, cool.
1: I'll just say there's that's my island. There yeah. you go. Um no Mr Blobby, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> Alright Free cinema, let's forget about what comes next <laughs> Luke, Luke, thank you very much uh, If you, thank want to, you so much, yeah, it's been so much fun Catch him on Vegan Luke uh, On all the socials, thanks very much there you go that was luke poulton uh, you can follow him on at Vegan luke. uh follow him anywhere and also follow me follow me on twitter and facebook and all those places that you can find sweet sweet content from me jacob Patton. um i am extraordinarily good at it i also have a show coming up it's on uh, august the 10th i'm very excited so um yeah I will be putting up more updates about that as and when we can, I can put ticket links. So please follow me and I'll put updates on It's very, very exciting getting to perform again. The podcast will carry on though because, you know, I enjoy it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe, etc.